I just got done uh, doing the first episode of Burgers Drive Through with Lino Santoro. What a wingnut! <laughs> How was that? He's a crazy guy, man. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some uh, some interesting stuff went on on the weekend. We had uh, Steve Claggett versus Ulysses, whatever his last name is, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. He pulled it off. One in 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 his hostile uh, territory. Yeah, we had uh, this Manny Montreal guy on Facebook just going nuts about it, saying it was a robbery. Yeah, he has their opinion, <laughs> like everybody has assholes. It's very true. Very true. <laughs> I don't think... Put it in, man. Steve went in there, he put it on, and he won the fight, you know? At the end of the day, you know, the if they were all Montreal judges, wouldn't have won. But because uh, the other judges were brought in, you know, it's, uh, it's fair game. Hey, I thought it was one of the most enter- entertaining fights I've watched this year. Yeah, it was good, you know? Toe-to-toe, right there, right in the middle, just... Dang it. Perfect. Yeah. And we haven't talked since your fight over in uh, Teofesta. Yeah. It was, uh, is what it is. Is what it was. <laughs> but well, now I'm on the bigger things, you know. Real fight at my real weight where I have to endure the process. Well, there, there was some people that were hating on the fight, and I actually liked the fight. I thought it was good because you, you went through all the motions. Like, yeah, you like, remember, like I say, you know, everybody's going to hate, but nobody wants to step in the ring. It looked like you were having a good time. You got some rounds in. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was work, you know. It was work with 10 ounce gloves in, 14 and 0, and my O ain't going anywhere. Nobody's taking the O. So what's next? Uh, we've got a couple of things working right now. It's um, just waiting, man. It's the waiting game. Got a couple of fights lined up. Like, you know, December 8th uh, could happen here in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, but we're just waiting on a couple other fights that are out of the country. Um, one in Germany, November 25th. I hope we get back work here soon so I can take off to Montreal and, you know, get um, get this training camp uh, set up over there. Um, or there's another one. We got an offer for uh, Morocco, December 9th. So um, that's against the guy who's, uh, I believe he's 28 wins with, 18 knockouts or something like that. I think he's like 28-0 and 0 or 26-0. and 0. Oh, wow. 
That's a good one. And the other guy in Germany, too, I believe he's an undefeated fighter. I think he's at, like, 9-0 or something like that. So, you know me, man. I'm trying to fight the best guys. And if they're undefeated, that's even better because I'll be the first guy that puts the one on their record. That was going to be my first question was, are you going to try to find something before December 8th? But I'm guessing December 8th isn't a 100% thing then yet. December 8th is 100% here if I don't get um, uh, the fight, the other two fights. I might be able to fight November 25th in Germany and then come back and fight December 8th in Edmonton. It just depends on what Germany's um, commissions like with their suspensions. But obviously, if the Germany fight doesn't go and we are good to go for Morocco December 9th, then obviously I wouldn't be fighting in Edmonton December 8th. That'd be cool if you could go back-to-back again, though, because you, you did it before. Yeah, you know, I, that's the thing. is I, I like staying active, right? So, um, yeah, hopefully the November 25th fight happens in Germany, so then I could come back and fight December 8th. But at the end of the day, the right deal is the real deal and if it don't make dollars then it don't make sense so <laughs> how much mma are you watching these days <laughs> none man none i watched the highlight of the last fight of machida getting knocked out but this there's too much of it now you know they've uh think they've like they've just overdone it i remember back in the day when we were all hyped up watch the UFC, you know, every couple months, and we were hyped to watch it, but now it's on every damn day. Here's the thing, though, like, you're spending sixty nine ninety nine a couple times a month, your damn cable bill is so high that you can't even afford it. I ain't spending shit, that's why they got internet streams. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all those pirates out there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't actually watched a UFC. Like, I've watched fights. Like, I'll, I'll I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in a fight. Like, I wanted to see that Donald Cowboy Cerrone Darren Till fight. What a disappointment that was. Yeah, I saw the highlights of that. Shit, that Darren Till guy's a wrecking machine. Yeah, but I think he'll have his hands full with Mike Perry. Hey, how entertaining is that guy? Perry's a beast. He's actually uh, my, uh, my boy... Dario and Bruno Bernicien out in Montreal. They're actually uh, real good friends, those those guys. Oh, Mike Perry's a scary individual, man. He's angry. Hey, you know, I've got the right attitude, right? I like it. I, li- I like to see some of these guys, like these younger guys that nobody knows about yet, getting a name. It's, it's fun. Oh, yeah. So, you're at the gym, obviously. What were you doing? No, I just finished the gym. Now I'm heading to uh, the mall to pick up my wife, and then um, I think we're going for some all-you-can-eat sushi. Oh, shit. That's nice. Yeah, well, it's nice, but the price ain't nice. You know, (laughs) I'm used to that all-you-can-eat sushi when living in Vancouver or Victoria when it's only like 18 bucks. Yeah. Here it's like 30-something bucks. For all you can and the eat, sushi ain't even good. Holy Christ, that's expensive. Yeah, it's a too much. Well, I see. I seen you're going to some sort of a Halloween party dressed up as Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, 
every year, every year I do something, you know, like, hey, you, when you have kids, man, you live for the kids now, and all, all the, all the different, um, holidays are for the kids, so tomorrow we got the kids, uh, Halloween parade at their school, and I go down every year dressed as something, and so my buddy lent me, uh, his, uh, Michelangelo costume, and his girl let, uh, Nina wear the April O'Neil costume, so we had it good. <laughs> it looked good, man. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so tomorrow will be fun at the kids' school. So were, were you going to one of your kids' parties? Is that where you're going on the weekend? No, oh, actually, my friend, he throws a Halloween party every oh. year for adults and the kids and everybody. We all just uh, go down there and um, have some fun, all dressed up. Well, that sounds like fun. I never used to dress up until I have kids. Well... See the thing is, my my kid, she's on she's on this thing where every year she wants to dress up as the scariest thing possible for Halloween. <laughs> so we, I'll dress up like Jason or something like that, and then she always like some kind of like zombie or something ridiculous. So it, it is fun. Oh yeah. But now they've got these new things in school where you're not allowed to wear blood on Halloween because it scares the younger kids. Not at our school. Well, they do here. It's ridiculous. It's freaking Halloween. They should be able to wear whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. I, I'm going to send her to school with blood on anyway. I don't really care. What are they going to do? Give me a phone call? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so getting getting ready for these fights, you're obviously, if you if you have enough time, you're going to go out to Montreal. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, these fights, the fight in Germany, the fight in Morocco, I got to be in Montreal. It's just okay. I have the guys there that, that put 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 me, um, that test me, you know. I, I go where I get tested. Yeah. So, for the last... Every, every, oh, sorry. So, for the last... I'm la just going to say every sparring session... Yeah, yeah. That's at Grant's, so I'm always being tested, so... Well, I'm guessing there's some some legit guys your size, if not bigger, running around in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the fight capital of Canada, Montreal. No matter if you're with boxing, mixed martial arts, it, that's the place to be. That's where they. That's where all the athletes are. So for your last fight, then, who, who cornered you? Uh, my last fight, um, I had one of my sponsors. They were in my corner, and then um, another guy that I met a long time ago, his name is Mike, he's out from Calgary. You know, it was, I didn't need a corner, right? It was just, hey, I didn't get out. So, what I did notice in that fight was you were kind of just doing what you wanted to do. Were you trying to get some ring time in in this fight, or was it just a thing where you were picking your picking your shots and then just put them away whenever? Yeah, I was just trying to get extra work in, right? That's, you know, when you get fights like that, I come out in the first round and I knew the guy couldn't hurt me at all. So, you know, I had a little bit of fun, worked on a few different things, took my time and finished it when I wanted to finish it. It's perfect, though. You're in there, you're going through the motions, you're getting, you're getting some ring time in, you're doing work. Showcase your skills. Exactly. You know, sparring with 10-ounce gloves. Yeah. <laughs> that the Mexican guy seemed like he was having fun. Yeah, they all seem to seem like they're having fun <laughs> until they get hit. 
until they get in. Exactly. <laughs> well, with the live feed, um, the you knocked him down. I think a total of three times. The first one I didn't see was it a body shot? Yeah, it was a body shot. Okay, and then the second one was to the head, and then the obviously the last, the final knockdown was a one-two right down the pipe. Yeah, it's actually a left hook, right hand. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to set that up, and I set it up, and I cracked him with it. It worked. It worked. <laughs> so you've got the real deal athletics. Do we have anything new dropping here soon? I, I seen you just put out some some women's stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have some women's stuff going, and um, uh, we're going to be uh, bringing out some hoodies and sweatpants as, as well as everybody knows now in Canada. It's about that time. Yes. <laughs> so are we gonna get are we gonna get a full on tracksuit? I've seen you've done them before with the other clothing brand that you had. Yep, yep, we're gonna get full on tracksuit, uh sweatsuits and um yeah, you know, just, just take it uh take it step by step, just keep growing, keep growing. Here's what I want is I want a real deal sauna suit. I know, those would be dope to make. Right? <laughs> I'd love to get one of those. A nice real deal sauna suit I could wear in there. Yeah, I'm going to have to look up on that. So, I'm going to bring a guy up that we don't necessarily need to talk to for you. But uh, it's Markel Wetterburn, this fucking idiot. I don't know if you have kids in the car because my kids are off today, so sorry nope. if they are. No kids. This fucking idiot, he's what, 2-0? and He's, he's constantly calling you out on the Facebooks, but he doesn't actually use your name. He just calls you Mr. 14 and 0. Um, re- realistically, for you to fight him is stupid. It, it doesn't do anything. Uh, it, 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 no, I told him to come up and get some sparring in, and I'll give him an ass whooping then. So... Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call out Markel Wetterburn. If Markel Wetterburn wants to fight somebody, he can fight me. Yeah. Wherever he exactly. wants, whenever he wants, at whatever weight he wants, I'll fight him. Luke already beat his ass. He can beat his ass, too. Exactly. Luke already beat him up for three rounds. He won't last a round with me. I'll hit him one time, and he'll quit. That's that's the name of his game. He gets hit, he quits. <laughs> He's a quitter. So we, we, we'll end the Markel Wedderburn talk. He's not worth the air, but if he wants to go, uh, just just send the contract over and we can go in your backyard if you want. I don't really care. Yeah. So what do, what are we planning for Halloween with the kids then? Are you going to pick them up from school and head right out? Yeah, tomorrow actually i got to go to the school. Yeah. And uh, they have their parade and stuff. So I'll be at the school there for the parade, and then um, after school we'll come home. And it's supposed to saying it's supposed to rain and it's supposed to snow tomorrow, which it better not, <laughs> um, or else the kids are just going to be snowmen for Halloween. Right. What are you? I'm dressed up as an Edmonton Albertan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> snow pants, <laughs> snow jacket. Is it cold there today? Uh, it's, I think it's like one degree right now. Oh, it's about it the was same. Crazy same. this morning. Yeah, I got up this morning at five thirty. It was minus ten. 
Yeah, ridiculous. Not nice. And I see my girls post from Thailand. <laughs> like you pricks. <laughs> Uh, there's always warm places all over the globe, but we kind of get stuck with the snow and the cold. Um, I don't yeah. actually mind it. It, it don't, doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, I don't mind it either, but I'm just done with it. Now, there's a lot of activities that you can do outside with the kids in the snow. Tobogganing, building snowmen, snowball fights. Oh, for sure, but it depends how cold. It, well, yeah, yeah. I guess minus forty is not that fun. No, <laughs> my ass in my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I do enjoy you don't a good... bundled up to go outside for ten minutes. Yeah, no, a waste. You know what is a good workout though? Is shoveling the driveway. Trust me, I do it all the time. I've seen you running, shoveling. <laughs> Just doing, doing. The people sprints. outside, my neighbors must be like, "This guy's crazy." Because when I shovel, I don't stop. It's like I take like a workout. Well, you you got it. You're moving weight. You got it, right? So I just I just don't stop. I just keep shovel, 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 shovel. And people are just probably looking out their window like, "This guy is nuts." <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you out of here. One last question: What is on repeat on the Real Deals iPod right now? Try not to have anything on repeat because <laughs> then it just kills the song because the radio already does that. Yeah. Um, but what am I listening to? Here, I'm just going to put on my playlist and let's see what comes up first. So I do know that your your iPod got hijacked by uh, by Lino there for a day, I think. Oh, yeah, but I got it back. Wonderful. So uh, right now, that's on. The, can you hear this? No. You hear it? No, I can't hear it. I got that juice by Yo Gotti. Got that juice. Yeah, it's called Juice by Yo Gotti. Juice. All right, we'll get you out of here, Ryan. Make sure you thank everybody that helps you though, and uh, and your your clothing company. All right, guys, hit up realdealathletics.ca, grab your Real Deal gear. Thanks to all my sponsors, Royal Empire Jewelry, Instacoin, Da Vinci Talent Agency. Um, who else do we got here? Damn, I forget. Everybody who knows, if you're my sponsor, you know you got my back and I got your back. And it is what it is. Nothing but the real deal. You on the road and we out. This is Jelena Marjanovich, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today on the podcast, we have undefeated Canadian heavyweight. And in the spirit of Halloween, he is a true monster. It's Milad and Milgis. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? Really good. I'm excited I get a, I get a chance to talk to you on your show. Well, hey, 
we we try to talk to everybody. Um, I just kind of actually discovered who you were, and uh, I've been watching your fights, and I, I obviously watched the one you just had, which was 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 a great performance. Uh, I don't Thank know. You. I don't, you feel pretty good about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the fight. It was um it was a perfect type of fight we wanted right before before our big one coming up. So while I was watching the fight, uh, I, I just kind—it of, was kind of like you were just going through the motions of of getting in some work and, and getting in some ring time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, uh, that that's the thing too. Like even even for this last fight, I didn't have any sparring at all. Like I literally just trained, got in shape, and went to the ring and tried to figure it out as the rounds went on. Just tried to work. Just tried to work on different things. No. Different, different, different skill sets, different tools. I'm trying to, I'm trying to develop. You're a big guy. You're six foot five, two forty, correct? Yeah, well, closer to six six. I'm, I'm still growing. <laughs> how old are you? Twenty three <laughs> years old. Uh, I just turned twenty five. Twenty five. So yeah. you're you're a legitimate monster. Like you're a you're a huge dude. Mm-hmm. Um. So while I was watching the fight, I did notice that. In my opinion, you probably took some unnecessary punches. I, I think you were just trying to stay in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously, that guy couldn't hurt you. No, and, and that's that's what it was. Like from from that guy, like my hands, my hands are sore from hitting him in the head. Like he had a very, <laughs> <laughs> he had a very hard head. But he was exactly exactly what you said. I didn't feel like he could hurt me, but it was it was a good fight where he could take he could take a punishment. And he offered me at least some sort of resistance. Yeah, and obviously, uh, as you said, like those are those are little things that that it's good to have a fight like that, so I can see. Okay, this guy, this guy might have hit me with this shot. It didn't hurt, but okay, if I fight a guy in the future, it is going to hurt. Yeah, so it's good. It's good sometimes to make those make those little errors. Because there was a point in the fight where I could noticeably see it in your demeanor that you just decided that the fight was going to be over. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That was going. That was going to third. <laughs> that was going to third round. Well, actually, like I pretty much listened to everything my coach told me to do. Yeah. If you notice, if you if you go back and rewatch the fight, I really didn't hit him to the body at all. No. In the first two rounds. So my coach just said, "Just go work the body and get him out of there." So that's that's what we did. It's very interesting to, to like when you watch a fight and you can noticeably see a guy like when when he decides he's just going to do it. And with you, it was very apparent. Like it was just, it was on. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like that for all my fights. Okay. Like I like, to, I like to, I like to take my time when I fight. Even, even as an amateur, it's funny. Like I'd always, I'd always lose the first round. It'd be my worst round. <laughs> I like to, I like, <laughs> I like to take my time when I fight. But for sure, like if I, if I see somebody hurt or a chance to get them out of there, the quicker, the quicker, the better. Well, as we're talking about this last fight, how about you give us a little bit of a background on, on, on like who you are and what got you into boxing? Well, um, whether you, whether you're religious or or whatever belief system you have, I believe God put me on earth to do one thing, and that's to beat people up. <laughs> as 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 evil as that sounds, but I find boxing is is the right way for me to do that. Like I. Just, I just feel like it's what I'm meant to do. Even like from from my childhood, like I always grew up fighting, getting into fights, getting bullied. I didn't have a lot of friends. I've just always I've always been fighting, always been good at fighting. So it's just my calling. Well, you're built for it, that's for sure. 
yeah <laughs> not not built for for other things definitely built for fighting i have i have a saying too us fighters we're not we're not bodybuilders we're body breakers well the, it, that brings up a very good point uh one of my friends ryan ford he always says like don't judge a fighter by their body because we're not we're not yeah. in there working for a body exactly so there, there's, true. there's a lot of tough guys out there that got like terrible bodies like tyson fury yeah <laughs> terrible body <laughs> it's in, it's incredible though those guys it doesn't it doesn't matter how you look those guys can take a punch give a punch and their conditioning they can go rounds and rounds and rounds yeah but um judging judging off my next opponent's physique i don't think we can say the same for him well, you want to get into dylan carmen right now <laughs> can we please <laughs> sure we, we can dive right into dylan carmen <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be competing against Dylan Carmen. Well, it's not even going to be a competition. Let's leave it at that. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna beat up Dylan Carmen for the Canadian heavyweight title. Yes, and that's what I'm very, very, very excited for. Like even um, even this fight, it's kind of hard having a fight, and then because I'm looking forward to Dylan. Like everything when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night, he's what's on my mind. Like I'm living, breathing, sleeping him. You know what? I can't lie. When all day and all like when I wake up in the morning, Dylan Carmen's on my mind too because I just want to make fun of him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's easy to make fun of though, so we got to take it easy on him. So break down Dylan Carmen then for me because I I've broke him down probably a hundred times now because I I've been hard on the petition to get Adam Braidwood to fight him because I, yeah. I think Adam would absolutely destroy him. Well, but, we we all know why Dylan ran from that too. Yes. <laughs> So what? <laughs> probably, probably, probably a smart choice on his behalf. Probably. See, that's, that's, that's the funny thing. You know, Dylan, Dylan and his team thinks they're going to knock me out. They what? think it's, a, it's an easy fight that I'm just a kid. They're just going to like walk through me. Ooh. That's, Yikes. that's what they're thinking. That's, that's not good. No, it's not good. Well, it's good for me. Who's Dylan fought though? Like he fought a tough Eric Martel who's severely out, outmatched and outsized. I mean, Okay. Even even Martel, if you look at, we can accredit that to being Dylan's biggest win. Yes. Now, if you look at the Canadian title, the whole situation when he won the title, because me and Dylan, I have the coach now that Dylan had when he won the title. Oh. And even even back then, um, yeah. So me and Dylan were in the gym together at the same time, same training camps, sparring. Like when he defended the title against Ruddick, I was I was training with him for that. But um, even the way he won the title, if if you remember correctly, Nevin Pikic was a champion. Yeah. And he was fighting. Uh, he was fighting uh, Martel. Yeah. But then Pikic retired and got injured. So the promoter just since Dylan's a a big Canadian, you know, homegrown boy that it would look good for him to fight for the title. So they took the fight. He won fair fair and square. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he he really beat a champion and took it. And then ever since he had the belt, he hasn't really fought anybody. And then even now he's been off for a year. Yeah. So I don't know where where he gets so much credit and belief from 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 people. So, I don't understand. Well, having having belief in yourself is one thing, but being delusional is another. Yeah. Yeah. So like for the last year, what's he been doing? He's been playing grab ass on Big Brother, getting jerked <laughs> off by his roommate Gary, and smoking cigarettes and eating donuts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He he does this, he does the same thing when he trains too. <laughs> he smokes cigarettes. A lot of oh fuck, 
what what doesn't Dylan do? A lot of cupcakes, a lot of a lot of treats, a lot of buffets. Jesus, <laughs> wow! So yeah. I, I don't know how he's gotten this far. Like he he's he hasn't fought anybody like that that's unbeatable yet. Like like Eric Martel, he's a tough dude. But let's be this serious. Is, this is the thing about Martel too. He, if you look at his losses, I think now that I think he he retired now too, but. Yeah. His losses, he had about ten, and nine of those were stoppages losses. So yeah. yeah, he's a big, athletic, tough guy. He can punch, but he's also he's also been knocked out a lot of times too. So, well, I know heavyweight boxing. So it's really fit. if if you're fighting someone like that, it's a fifty fifty fight of who lands first. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're we're hoping to get a new Canadian champion, somebody that we can be proud of, and obviously somebody that's going to defend the belt within the the allotted time that there is to defend it, whatever it is, six months or something yeah. like that. And you're you're the guy that'll do it. Thank you. Because, I don't know, I just feel like there's a certain way that a champion should carry themselves, mm-hmm. especially if you're representing your country, and I don't think I don't think he's doing a very good job of that, a very respectable job. He, ha- he has it. But, like... you know, I do... Go ahead. I do... Um, I'm happy you took the fight, though, at least. Well... From what I had heard before, is they were really petitioning hard to get a Commonwealth title shot um, using the the NCC title as leverage. But I, I'm guessing they told him they that he has to defend it, seeing as how he's been off for a year. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan likes to turn down uh, certain certain fights and opportunities, also because he's not in shape Correct. for stuff. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's another reason I don't think he took these Commonwealth title shots. So he had offers for them then, obviously. From from my knowledge. Oh wow! He turned them yeah. down. Well, hey, it it is what it is. Uh, I I'm guessing I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark that it, if you knock him out, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen, we won't see him again. No, I think I think he's done. I think he wants to go on to his little acting career. So I'll help him. I'll help him do that. Who? What's he going to act in? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He, he, <laughs> he can go and be in a comedy or something. Well, he's probably going to be in Big Brother Forty Eight or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. Uh, I heard Amazing Race Canada is coming up. Maybe, maybe he can go for that. I'll tell you a funny story about Amazing Race would, Canada. Is uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he does. Well, we we've actually like uh, myself and Luke Spicer, the other host of the show. Um, We've applied to go on the Amazing Race Canada, and I'm hoping that Dylan Carmen would get on there too because I will kick him, <laughs> I'll I'll trip him, I'll push him, I'll do yeah. something. <laughs> I don't think I think that would be a nightmare for him. I don't think he I don't think he'd join the show. Well, what, he can't run, can he? No, no. <laughs> there, there's no running. He kind of, he, he kind of runs for a little bit, then takes little breaks walking. Yes. So I want to like talk. He'll, he'll he'll run if there's a McDonald's. But that's about it. <laughs> we'll we'll get off Dylan Carmen for a little bit, and then we'll come back to him again. But cool. uh, we had a, a, a what was it? The IBO International Intercontinental Title was fought for in Montreal or Quebec or wherever heck it was. It was Steve Claggett versus uh, Ulysses. Yeah. Did you watch that fight? Yeah, I I did not get a chance to watch it, but I heard about it. Okay, uh, what did you hear? Uh, I heard a mix of things. You know, they have the people from Montreal crowd saying that Eves won, but then again, 
I heard a lot of people saying that Steve won. From 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 what I heard, Steve won the fight. Yes, especially going into someone else's uh, hometown backyard, and you know if they don't stop you and it goes to decision and you deserve it, you know that's I'm I'm happy. I'm happy it went the right way then. Well, it, it all depends on what style of fight you like. Like Steve, exactly. Steve, Steve was pushing the action. He was throwing more punches. He was landing more punches, and he was keeping Ulysses on his heels for at least eight, eight out of the ten rounds. That's another thing I heard too. Even when Ulysses landed, like Steve's, because of the way he holds his guard and his style, he wasn't really taking a lot of clean shots. He so took, it doesn't matter who's landing more significant punches. It, exactly, he took maybe four or five real good shots in the whole fight. Where where I feel that mm-hmm. Steve probably landed thirty, like significant. I'm gonna have to take a look and watch it. I would love to get your opinion on it. When you do watch it, let me know. Yeah, uh, because there was sure, also sure. A, a heavyweight fight that night between Simon Keen and Randy Johnson. <laughs> I heard about that one as well. <laughs> so Randy Johnson is a significantly undersized heavyweight. Like he's six foot one, and he weighed in at two hundred and eight pounds. And I'm pretty sure he had to drink oh. eight liters of water to make two hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, that's barely barely cutting it. Yes. Mm. And Simon, six foot five, two fifty, something like that. He's a big yeah, guy, around. big big guy. Um, Randy Johnson ended up dropping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard. I heard the same thing. And uh, so now there's a lot of it, controversy going on with with Simon Keen and, and Braidwood. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Though the funny thing is, even before that, I think um, I think everybody knows that's what he'd have to worry about when he's fighting Adam. Yes, 100%. You know, there there's a lot of these so-called boxing experts that are that are climbing all over Adam right now saying that he hasn't fought anybody or or he doesn't have the experience to be able to fight a boxer like Simon Keane. I hate I hate when I hate when people say that. <laughs> that somebody hasn't fought anybody. Who the hell's he been fighting then? Ghost? He's been it's, fighting. Every everyone fights people. Exactly. It doesn't matter who it is. The other gentleman on the other, or, or female on the other side of the ring, poses a threat. Exactly. You're literally throwing bones at each other's faces. Because I kind of get the same criticism too, but if you even look at it, even same as Adam, all you can really do is whoever is put in front of you, you have to do the best job that you can. Now, it's not like either of us are going to decisions. We're taking guys out of there. Yeah. So... Even for him, he's he's done his job perfectly. What he stopped all the guys he's fighting, he yep. gets them out of the ring, he knocks them out. Yep. Of, I don't know what what else somebody could want. Exactly. Now, it, when you beat Dylan, you know that the boogeyman's going to be probably lurking in the shadows, looking for that title. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> uh, I'm get, You seem like the kind of guy that you're you're good with it. Hmm. This is the thing. I res- out of all Canadian heavyweights, the one I respect the most is Adam, because Adam's actually to me like a real fighter, and I like the way he carries himself. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure when I go down my path, he goes on his path. You never know if we're going to meet up or if we won't. But I'm sure we're both open to it. Who knows? Like, who knows what could happen? Like, you, you, yeah. you could beat Dylan, you win the title, and then they could offer you some kind of international or intercontinental title for the IBO or. or- WBA well, that, or something like that. That's that's honestly the goal because this is the thing. Like, yes, this is a very big fight for me, and it's the biggest fight so far of my career. 
but for me, it's not my career. Like, it's not a career-defining fight. It's just another fight. Yeah. It's another opponent, and I plan on doing, like, a lot bigger things. So, yeah, it's going to be nice to win the Canadian belt, but I want to move on to those other international titles, like NABA or any of those, yeah. to get you ranked a bit higher. Well, and I'm sure that's what, that's what I mean even with Adam, too. If you look at him and he goes and fights Keen yeah. and beats Keen, which I'm pretty sure he could, then he can even look on to bigger things than other 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 fights in Europe or wherever else. At the end of the day, like Adam always treats all of his fights as a world title fight. Like the guy yeah, that's standing that's across I, from I him do the same. is the champion. Yeah, you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a respect thing too. But but at the same for time, sure if you're not trying to fight your best on that night as if you would be fighting for a world title, then what's the point of being mm-hmm. there? Exactly. I'm, I don't. I don't think there's a point in being the sport if you don't want that. If you're not, if you're not trying to be the best or or be a world champion, and you're going into your fights half assed you're not going to make it very far. Exactly. Every fight has to be the most important fight of your life. Exactly. So, but if you lose it, you're not getting anywhere. That's that's very true. Um, so here's a question that I don't know the answer to. So the NCC is the belt that you're going to be fighting for. Who is the CPBC t- ch- world or heavyweight champion? Um, Ray Olubawali. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that now. Big Ray. Yeah. yeah. He's like 57. Well, I don't know. A season, I don't know what's, I don't know what's up with these guys. Him <laughs> and Dylan. Like, I don't, I don't know how you can call either of them a champion. Even Big Ray. I tried to fight him before. He didn't want to fight. All these guys didn't want to fight. They just want to hold their belts and, and look pretty. Yeah, well, Raymond called out Adam. That's BS. He's not. He's not going to fight Adam. Come on. And then so he, <laughs> he, yeah. he's, he's not calling out anyone. He just wants to be relevant again. Right. He, he likes his name being said and heard. I hate to burst Adam's bubble, but I very, very doubt that yeah. that fight would happen. Well, I believe Raymond is actually forty-three years old. Like he's getting up there in age. He, no, he's uh forty-six, almost. I think. Oh my God! So I was yeah, close then. He's getting. Oh, he's getting up there. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he's a. He's almost you double have, your you have age. him, and then you have Dylan as champion. Wow. So I, There's another thing. Why didn't they fight each other? It doesn't make much sense, does it? We yeah. have, no, it really doesn't. We've it got really a, doesn't. We've got a couple I champions. Hope, but I hope, not. I hope Adam gets that belt. I hope he fights him. That'd be amazing. Or just strip uh, strip Raymond and let's put the next strip two. The Simon exactly. and, let's do Simon and Braidwood for the CPBC title. Mm-hmm. That'd be mm-hmm. good. Even, even for me, to be honest, I don't really care about the belt. For the title, it's not really why I'm fighting. No, so it's just extra. There, there's always a lot of talk about which belt is bigger, and like I've heard that the red belts are a little more sought after than the blue belts. I don't understand the difference. From my understanding, I heard it's a bit more prestigious, like from as far as the history of the belt or who held those belts. Okay, like I know the one I'm fighting for, Ken Lacusa held it. Yeah, uh, George Chavalo. Trevor Burbick, Razor Ruddick, these are all great Canadian heavyweights. Like they all held that belt. I'm not sure as as far as the blue belt. Dylan Carmen wrecked the red belt. Yeah, <laughs> he ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It has a little stain, but I'm I'm going to clean it up. Just, you should take just the red strap off and put it put a different colored strap on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make a new belt. Yeah, send the send the red one back to Dylan. He can have the red strap, and then you. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't get a belt. He doesn't deserve one. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he, yeah. he. If 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 he can if he can get in the ring and then beat me, then he deserves a belt. 
then he'll then he'll get my respect. Yeah. So where do you live? Are you in Toronto? I'm right outside Toronto, Mississauga, which okay. is about fifteen twenty minute commute. So I'm I was born in Peterborough, Ontario. Okay, nice. So I know where you're at. So where are you training then? I train in Toronto though. Oh, I train at Extreme Couture. Okay. Which is it's an MMA gym, but I have my my boxing coach in there. Now, do it's you a ever, very big, nice facility. Do you ever get on the ground and do any BJJ or wrestling? Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. No, none of that, eh? No, no, I just like punching people in the head. That's it. So why Extreme <laughs> Couture then? Is that just where your boxing coach works out of? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's just where he trains out of. Because I know they have well, a... This is actually where Dylan used to train too. Oh. Same, same coach, same place, same facility. So you're just cleaning everything up that he's shit on. Yeah, and it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks running after this guy. <laughs> so I know that there's a Grant Brothers bro- boxing in Toronto. There's a lot of good boxing yeah. gyms there. It it, it yeah, just there. Su- it surprised me when you said Extreme Couture caught me off guard. Actually, yeah, huh? I don't know. Even, even out here, it's hard though finding um, sparring and bigger guys. It's still really? difficult. Wow, I guess your size, yeah, like I don't know, six foot five, two forty, six foot six, two forty is hard to come across. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, what's the plan then for Halloween night? Are you going back to the gym? Yes, I just finished the gym now. Then I'm going to go back later, go run, do some conditioning and stuff. No trick or treating. But yeah, for me, for me, training is number one. Training is number one thing I usually focus on. Is this your full time job then? Yes, I treat it as, as it is. So do you have like a regular, do you have like work at Future Shop or some shit? No, I went um, I went to University of Toronto. Okay. So I finished, I got my degree, and then I was working part-time now doing different security and stuff, but just for these, these fights, I decided just 100%, just the box, just full-time 100%, put my time to training. Nice. So were you like doing security at but bars? But I still, Sorry? Were you doing like security at bars, like bouncing? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, what a gross so that's, job. that's another thing for me. That's not really a good environment to be in. So I'm happy I stopped that. Like I still, this is the thing. I still train the same. I train just as hard as before. Because even with bouncing, like you're working night hours, and I have all day to train. I still train the same. It's just now this just let me train a little bit harder, and I have more time to rest. Yeah. It's just it's just better for for my life. So I actually used to bounce in Toronto. Okay. Are you bounced nice. at uh, Fez Batik? I don't even know if that uh, that bar's still around. <laughs> no, they they changed up everything in Toronto. Oh like really? Like all the all the streets uh, where clubs used to be on, they took them all down. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> they 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 moved they moved locations. There's too much problems there. Wow. And uh, mm. Milwaukee's was the other one I bounced at. Mm. Yeah, bouncing's no good though. It has it has it has its place and it's fun, but. It's not something you can do long term, as you know. No, man, I got stabbed, I got shot at. It's yeah, I won't, <laughs> <laughs> I won't even get into the things I've gotten into, but yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. It's just, for it's sure. ridiculous. People, people are crazy and these it's, days. It's not worth it for hundred dollars a night. Exactly like you said, you're getting shot at, stabbed. It's really not worth it. Uh, I, at that point, when because I'm 35 years old now, so when I was bouncing, I think I might have made a hundred or 80, 80 bucks a night. Yeah. But it's, it's it's funny. It's the same now. Really? It hasn't gone up at all. Yep. Wow. So if you work if you work from ten to three, which is a standard like club hours, yep. you get paid twenty an hour, and that's hundred hundred a night. 
Jesus, yeah. it's not enough. No, definitely not. Like, <laughs> it, it's definitely not enough. Like, basically, what you're doing is you're a personal bodyguard for all the patrons that are in there. I actually, uh, I wasn't allowed to bounce for a little while because of that. Because really? I was put into certain situations. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Well, let's just but not do I got it all anymore. That, I got all that cleaned up. <laughs> let's, just, let's just not do it anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. So that's why that's why I stopped. Because I have to be able, I have to have a clean record. I have to be able to travel for my fights and for boxing and stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you have to look long term to career. Exactly. You're doing it smart. You, you I, we've never met in person, but you sound like a, a, a an intelligent guy. You're well spoken. Um, you obviously look the part. So. Let's just take it, Dylan Carmen. On when is it? December. December the first. December first. So where will we yeah. be able to watch this fight? Will Will there be a live stream? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm pretty sure there should be a, a live stream. Yeah. Good. I I well, it's in. Where is it? Is it in Montreal or Quebec? It's in uh, Niagara Falls. Niagara in, Falls, uh, Ontario. Ooh, Niagara Falls is a fantastic spot. Yeah, it really is. Actually, it'll be nice. Super I went. Nice. I went to the venue um, for another show they had the same promoter, and it was nice. Wow. It was a nice setup, nice, nice location. So here's an interesting fact about you: you started your professional career in 2016. Yes. We're not even out of 2017, and you're getting a Canadian title shot. That's amazing. Yeah. No, for sure. Like for me, it's it's a it's a bit of a fast track. Like that's another thing people don't realize too. Like I don't I don't have to take this fight at all. I can do what a lot of other heavyweights do. I can just go keep taking little learning fights, learning fights, pad my record, get paid. But no, like I, I want, I want a challenge. I want to, I want to go for, for something higher and reach for more. I'm not, I'm not scared. To, I'm not scared to fight anybody. And for me, I have to beat everybody anyways to get to the top. So mm. I don't mind fighting him or, or taking some tougher fights. So you, you, everybody you fought except for the last guy. <laughs> Has had a, has yeah. had a fairly good record. Like your first fight was against a five and one guy. Mm-hmm. Even okay, I'll give an example for my debut. Um, actually, one of the guys that Dylan lost to on his record, they offered me. I think the guy was four and zero at the time, and I was going for my debut. I said, "Yeah, I'll fight him." He ended up turning the fight down. Like I have a lot of guys turning down fights on me. Like even even these opponents that I fought and we faced, we went through so many guys. We offered them fights, and they all said no. Like a lot, of, a lot of these guys from from home here in Canada are saying no. Wow, is like what? Is, like, do you have an amateur background? Yeah, I have about twenty amateur fights. So nothing, nothing crazy then. But no, no, nothing extensive. No. Wow. So, yeah. do you ever get a reason as to why these guys turn the fights down with you? Not really. Uh, I don't know. I've actually had guys tell me straight up. With, that they they don't want to fight me, which I appreciate better than them bullshitting me. Well, that's that's a good thing though. At least they're yeah. they're being yeah. a man about it. Yeah, they're like you know, I just don't want to fight you. I'm like, okay, or or they say it doesn't make sense. Okay, I've had I've had I've had some funny stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> so this guy this guy said, sure, I'll fight. Uh, he'll fight me. A week later, pulls out, said his shoulder hurts, but then fights another bum a week later. Jesus. You know, stuff like that. Or I've had, like, my opponents taken away from me the same day. My opponent's not showing up. Like, you name it. You name it. It's happened with opponents. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I know I just turned pro last year. But last year, I had about eight fights canceled. Wow. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, people are like, oh, you fight so often. Like, no, if it was up to me, I'd be fighting every month. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have another fight in between Dylan if I could. Well, let's be real. Like, there, how many heavyweights out there are going to be six foot three and above, and uh, above two hundred and thirty pounds? Yeah, that's 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 I think another reason why some guys are reluctant to take the fight. You have to remember too; it's not like we're at a level where guys are are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, why would you want to step into the ring with somebody my with my size and record if you're not really getting reimbursed? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for it. You know? Yeah. So I, I understand it's business. Boxing is a business too. It's it's both sides. Yeah. For me, like as I said, I I said I'd fight Dylan for free. So for me, it doesn't matter what money or or any of that. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you fought him for free. <laughs> well, well, you can say I almost am. I won't even get into that whole situation. But <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Let's just say they didn't offer me very good. Really? Uh, a very no. They didn't offer me a bigger contract. They probably didn't think I would sign. But I told my promoter I'd take the fight for free, so it doesn't matter. Yeesh. So I'll be honest with you. I, I'm a six foot. I'm six feet tall, and I I walk around usually in between two fifteen and two twenty. Mm-hmm. I de- I'm gonna fight in February, but uh, yeah. I debated on going up to going up to heavyweight. But they they call me and they say, "Yeah, you got to fight Monster Mel. He's six foot six, two forty. I'm hanging the phone up." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, I wouldn't even be able to hit yeah. you. It's See, not a, you, and you fight MMA, right? Uh, I'm going over to boxing now. Oh, you are okay. Yeah. Nice. If you're going over to boxing, then that's the thing too about the heavyweight division. Like once once you hit over that 200 pound mark, yeah, you're either fighting a guy that could be five eleven or he can be seven feet tall. Like you don't yeah. you don't really know what you're gonna get. I'd rather just cut the twenty pounds and go to cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I feel Even, that the, the cruiserweight division sucks, though. Like, uh, you know what? It, to me, it's been the it's one of the most boring divisions in boxing. It was for a while, but now, if you look at it, they have um, I don't know if you've seen it. They have that World Series tournament they're putting on right now for cruiserweight. Oh, yeah. So they have like a bunch of the champions have already fought each other. They're all fighting. And now it's going into um, the finals. That's Which, amazing. Do you know Chris Eubank Jr.? Yeah. Do you know the tournament he's in? The, okay. There's a middleweight tournament. They have the exact same tournament for cruiserweights. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to have to find this yeah. now. Yeah, but no, and all the fights all the fights have been good. All the cruiserweights that competed are really high-level, high-class guys. Like You have um, Alexander Usyk, who's two-time Olympic gold medalist. He's in the finals. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of good fights. See, it surprises me that the cruiserweight division is not more popular because you get big guys. Like, you get close to heavyweight power with a little more speed. And it's funny. It's the dilemma that you just said about you and yourself. Like, <laughs> for the weight divisions. Yeah. Like, I was actually talking to a lot of people about this recently for boxing. There should be, like, cruiserweight should be 215. Yes. Because you have this huge gap where you have guys that are 200 and then, like, 260. No, like, you can't make another super heavyweight division. Like, heavyweight is heavyweight. Yeah. But that gap in between from the one before should be a lot less. Like, yes. you have guys that are 220, it's not fair that they have to cover 20 pounds just to fight in the weight class under. Yeah. But it's either that or they're stuck fighting like giants. See, if there was a 215 or a 220 weight yeah. class, I'd be all over it like white on rice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think, I think that would be good for boxing. I think it would be good for boxing. 
yeah fighters see i i considered going down to light heavyweight because i have i have a a bunch of kickboxing fights at 170 pounds okay yeah. but being 35 years old i don't want to cut <laughs> i don't want to cut that low yeah. like yeah see i'm lucky i don't have to cut weight being a heavyweight but i know your pain i used to wrestle in high school so oh, i know yeah. how how horrible it is cutting weight and then than having to fight. That's a same day weigh in too. Yeah, that's another thing I've been I've been saying they really have to change in Ontario. Because even um that's how a lot of injuries happen. It's from dehydration in the brain. Yes. Like same day same day weigh ins are not healthy at all. So in Ontario right now, actively you guys do same day weigh ins. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So sometimes the weigh ins finish like eleven AM you're fighting at six. That gives you seven hours, what, to sleep, eat, and, and try to feel back to normal. Yeah. Then you have another guy trying to take your head off in the ring. It, just, it doesn't make sense. So the Tony Lewis-Cam O'Connell fight that was in Cornwall, Ontario, those were day before weigh-ins. Uh, from my knowledge, maybe the same day. Well, we have, like, Cam O'Connell is, is a regular on our show. And it was yeah, in, yeah. in the contract that it was day before weigh-ins. Maybe I don't know exactly how it works for certain titles or for certain events. Yeah. Like maybe you can make because um, I've heard that done before. Either with Steve Molitor or one of the other guys they fought here. Yeah, and they made it the day before. But like for everyone else, like the commission doesn't approve. Like it's always always same day weigh in. That's so weird. Like I remember when Cam was gonna he was gonna fight the champion that lives in Hamilton. I can't remember his name now. Huh, uh, maybe hundred hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, yeah, and it was day before weigh-ins, or not day before, but same day weigh-ins. I was like, "Oh Christ, have mm-hmm. fun with that, man!" Because you're cutting, yeah. you're cutting ten pounds. And think about this too about these guys that come that come from Mexico, Argentina, Europe. So they're coming here with uh, the time time zone difference. Yes, that alone's hard enough to fight with. So now you're cutting weight and you have that on the same day. Like, yeah, so I feel I feel <laughs> I feel bad for a lot of the guys, even the opponents that come in and fight fight in Ontario. It is hard. Yeah, hard for them. They should change it though. Is it is it the same in Quebec? No, Quebec uh, Quebec is the day before. For, to my knowledge, Ontario is the only one that's um, the same day weigh in. Okay. Even our amateurs, it's it's same wow. thing. It's not good for your brain at all. Not I mean, at all. Even even if you watch nationals in in Canada, like some guys will go and fight. Right after the fight, they're skipping rope, they're shadow boxing, they're not eating. Jeez. They have to make weight the same the, the next day. Jesus Christ! Yeah, terrible. So not me. I'm eating. I'm eating cake and pancakes before my weigh ins You just love life, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do. <laughs> I seen a picture and that's of you. Thing about. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I seen a picture that you posted on Facebook of, of a meal that you're eating before your last fight. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy my food. Honestly, I have I have a saying. I try to work out as much as possible, sleep as much as possible, and eat as much as possible. So walk me through a regular day then for you. What what does a regular day walk, look I'll, like? I'll walk you through my day today. Okay. So I woke up. I ate a delicious breakfast. I went to the gym to my boxing session. Came home now. Ate some more food. I'll probably take a bath or a nap, eat a lot more, go to the gym, come home, eat, relax. Basically, all I do is eat, work out, and sleep. Jesus. Yeah. 
Right. I, eat, I eat a lot. I eat a lot of food. So th- I have to. Like, do you live alone? No, I live. I live with uh, my parents. So. Okay. So uh, you you have some help then in in some aspects in life, which is good. Well, like for me, I get like the essentials. Yeah. So I, when I first went pro, I actually moved out to California. Oh, geez. Um, on my own, but that didn't last for long because of certain things that happened there. Yeah. But since since coming home for me, it just makes more sense for me to be at home. Like. I have a roof over my head. Yep. I have food. I have it's just a lot easier. Well, it's gonna it's gonna make life easier on you. Like you're 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 a legitimate professional boxer with a, with a with a Canadian title shot coming up and, and bigger things on on the horizon. Um, yeah, having like there there is a common saying that the champions don't sleep in satin sheets. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're probably sleeping in cotton sheets. Well. I definitely don't have many luxuries. Yeah. Honestly, it's been a, it's been it's been a struggle. Like even for me, like yeah, sure, I could go work a job and and be financially, I guess, happier. Yeah. But I struggle I struggle in a lot of ways now because I know it's going to pay off in the future. That's... Like even even for me at home though, it's not like I don't ask my parents for anything. I'm a very I'm a very hardworking individual person. Like everything I've had in my life, I've gotten on my own. Yeah. So I don't. But just having the support helps a lot. Like for me, my my family is the reason why I fight. I fight to make them proud and to live for for our family name and and trying to create a legacy that will last. Well, like to to have a roof over your head, it, it, that's a big mental stress that you don't need to worry about, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying. Like if you're constantly if you're living in a room in some rooming house and you got to share the toilet with a bunch of other, that's not, that's not a good environment. No, not at all. Right. I think environment's really important, though, too. Yes, it Who is. you keep around you and and all those things. I, I kind of take you as a little bit of a recluse, a little bit. I am. You like to be alone. You like to you like to uh, do your thing. This is the thing. I I I can be both ways. Like I'm perfectly, especially I don't know when I have a fight. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to be around anybody. Yeah. All I like to do is train. And just be on my own, my own mode, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Well, they don't. Like my family, my family's pretty good with it. Like they know to kind of leave me alone when I have a fight coming up and stuff. But yeah. But, uh, do you have a, <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend? Did me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. See, this is the thing. If if you talk to me, maybe two months from now, you're going to get a different conversation. You're gonna you're gonna get a different person. Like right now, the the type of person I am because I'm training for a fight is not. Is not my personality always? Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in, I'm in fight mode, pretty much. So you're a product of your environment, is what you're saying? Yeah, like I like, I like to put myself into that fight state, like now, like from eating, yeah, waking up, sleeping, everything. Like everything I do has a purpose for that. Well, I'm the same way, man. Like if somebody calls me tomorrow and says, "Okay, we have a fight in February 6th for you." I automatically flick a switch. Yeah. And my wife hates me. My kid hates me. Everybody yeah. <laughs> hates me. I turn into a giant dick and I, I just, I go into what I like to call kill mode where I like to, yeah, exactly. I'll do exactly. my, my three workouts a day. I'll eat everything I got to eat. I'll sleep as much as I got to sleep, but everybody's got to leave me alone. Yeah. That's, that's how well, I operate. I think, I think I'm kind of like that too. Cause it's just, um, it's the way I just am in life. Like for me, the only things I really focus on is like my family 
my work, my career, and myself. So I don't know, like, yeah, I have friends and stuff, but for example, if a friend calls me and said, oh, let's go watch Monday Night Football, it's like, well, I have to go train, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't be doing it. So it's just the same things don't interest me right now that normally would. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You're, you're interested on kicking the shit out of Dylan Carmen December 1st. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my only interest. <laughs> then, then I'll have fun. It'll well, be worth it. We got the real Canadian monster. He's on the podcast today. I'm going to get you out of here today, but you got to promise me after you beat the crap out of Dylan Carmen, you come back on the podcast. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. I promise you. And, and uh, I promise to not go too. Perfect. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to be on top of this fight from now until the day it happens. Sounds so good. You'll probably see some rude Dylan Carmen memes come out. You'll probably be involved in them. <laughs> Hopefully. The more the better. As long <laughs> as they're not coming from me. No, I, like to, I like to keep it humble. You guys, you guys can let it rip on them. That's my job. So yeah, awesome. I'll get you out of here. But shout out everybody that helps you. If you got any sponsors, anybody, anybody that needs a thank you. No, I don't have any sponsors, but I have a good coach, Billy Martin. Lee Baxter puts on all my fights and helps promote my career. And that's pretty much it. My dad, my dad's in my corner when I fight. Wow, we got to get you some sponsors, man. I got to thank my mom for cooking me food. (laughs) 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 God God bless her soul. Honestly, the amount of food that woman cooks is insane. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, don't hang out quite yet. But uh, thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to talk to you for two minutes after I hang this thing up, or after I stop recording, okay? Okay, awesome. All right, bro. All right, guys, that was the Canadian monster, Maladin Milgis. So I apparently I'm the only guy that said his name right. Yeah, fuck. I probably could have said it wrong, but you had to talk to him on the phone, and I just had to sit here twiddling my fucking thumbs waiting to come on. Oh, well, that happens sometimes, though. Some of these guests don't have Skype figured out yet, so that's okay. So he had a heck of a fight, and you guys had a good talk then? Yeah, he, uh, like, the fight for him was just him going through the motions, right? Like, he wanted a, he wanted a warm-up before he takes out Dylan Carmen. He got it. He went through the motions. He did what he wanted. He knew the guy couldn't hurt him. It, it was what it was. It added another win to his column, and now he's on to uh, take the Canadian title from Dylan Carmen and actually give us a real champion in Canada. And when is that that Dylan Carmen matchup? Uh, that fight is December 1st in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Oh, shit. December's busy. Fuck yeah. So then, then when he wins... Um, does that does that set up a, a Dylan Carmen Braidwood matchup just so that you know Dylan can get back or 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 um, I mean in theory get back or is Dylan done after that this loss? What do you think? Well, I said it on the podcast, like on the on the talk I did with Mulladen. Um Realistically, I think Mulladen will knock him out and Dylan will retire from boxing and go on and and star in Big Brother Seven Thousand or whatever the fuck's coming out for Big Brother Canada next. I, I realistically think that's what he's going to do. He honey-dicked these dragons on Dragon's Den into giving him $50,000 for 5% yeah. of his winnings. What winnings does Dylan have after that fucking show? None. Who'd he fight? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Maybe he fought once, but what What do you pay Dylan Carmen? Fucking 10 donuts and a fucking Big Mac? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Speaking so, of Big Macs, we got uh, we got Lino Centuro coming on today for uh, your your new segment that you added onto the show, which is called uh, "Give It a Shout Out." <laughs> so we've got the the newest segment on the Spice Life podcast. It's gonna go for the last five minutes of the show. I can't give Lino any more than five minutes because he's fucking crazy. Yeah, and he talks for a long time. Yeah. So we've entitled it Burgers Drive Through. Which it's a it's a hilarious name because at the last KO boxing show I said that Lino was the new face of Burger King. Now he kind of took that nickname and uh, he's actually giving me credit for it, so I do appreciate it, but he's just taken part of it. And he's now called Burger. He's got it on his Corman's jacket. This is his nickname. He he owns it. <laughs> he likes it. He loves uh, it. The funniest part about all this is you were shitting on him big time before the last KO show, and after seeing his boys throw down, <laughs> you're a fan. It, was, it fan. wasn't. It wasn't the kids, man. It was him. Yeah, he's actually a nice guy. Oh, he's a super nice guy. He just he's got stories for days. He's that man, fucking so. crazy, man. Like, he, to mm-hmm. to to appreciate the craziness that comes out of his mouth, you got to see it in person. Yeah. To appreciate him as a human being, you have to be there in person. He's a nice guy. I, I actually like him. I'm looking forward to getting up for the next KO. Um, hopefully, it'll be uh, uh, I'll be able to get the time off to get up there to do to do some more of the stuff. It's gonna be tough because I'll be away the week before, so um, yeah. I don't know when. You know, I'm still waiting. Fenton's had some issues going on, so we haven't talked. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see to get up there. I don't have the kids that weekend. Um, so it'll be, it'd be cool to get up there and do, do a lot of that stuff. So something else I will announce on the show today that will be dropping here within the next couple months is going to be the bad guy clothing line. <laughs> We're going to do it. I've got to look into some copyright stuff to see if I need to change, change something. I know bad guy incorporated is uh Chael Sonnen's line, but I think mine being the bad guy probably will get past that. But while we do that, we're going to do a women's line, too. Oh, yeah? So it's either going to be the bad gal or the bad broad. Hmm. I, I, just, just say the the bad girl. I don't know if women will buy that. Nah. But, I don't think they're going to buy bad broad, either. Hey, man. that was That's the leading poll is bad broad. By who? A bunch of women or a bunch of dudes? Women. Bunch Actually? A bunch of women, yeah. I like the bad gal because gal is the equivalent to guy. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So the, I would think. I, I I don't know what I'm gonna go with. It's hard to figure something out like that. I know I've been getting a lot of uh, I've been getting a lot of people asking me for the bad guy stuff. So I'm I'm gonna do it. Uh, whether I put the Spice Life podcast on it, I haven't decided that yet. I haven't I haven't actually discussed it with you either. I don't know if you want to come out with the Duke apparel. I don't. I don't have a fucking clue what you want to do. Man, I don't wear a lot of lot of apparel per se. Not not like you guys. You're wearing um, apparel right now, you idiot. You're wearing a shirt. That's called well. Apparel. Yes, I I get I get that I get that guy um, doing a little bit more for himself. So we'll talk. Um, I think that uh, I do like. I mean, I've I've been waiting. Tafik's got that. Uh, he's opening a new store here. Right, so he's been doing renos and stuff, and uh, nothing's been released about what it is yet. Wouldn't you tell me? I ran into him at uh, Costco the other day. He's like, "Nope, can't tell you." 
invited my kids down to come help renovate. I said, well, it's pretty hard to come renovate a store, man, if you don't know what it is. And uh, <laughs> he just laughed. So we got to talk to him, though, about getting some stuff made because we, we talked about that a while ago. So um, I, I, and, did, uh, I did talk to him a little, like a few months back, and I know that he was thinking about opening up another food place. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I know where it is. I know everything. I just I don't know what he's doing there yet. So it's probably I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in there and try to spoil it for him. We'll we'll go. I, I said he'd come down there do something like that. So yeah. when when it opens, so maybe he's got high Wi-Fi. I can just take the laptop down there and we can go do a little on uh, on-site podcast that day or something like that. You can talk to him. I can bring the two mics or whatever over and do something like that. I would like to get my clothing done through through him though because he's got a, a good fabric. Like I like the I like the fabric that he uses for his shirts. Um, his hats are good too. I like his hats. So we yeah. could, we could go that route. It it'd probably be cheaper than me going to Lids and ordering two hundred and fifty hats at fucking twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, I would think that would be a lot cheaper. Yeah. So I uh, yeah figure it yeah. out. Figure it out over the next over the next month or two and and get that going. But mm-hmm. other than that, fucking burgers drive through is coming up. Are you excited for that? I am. <laughs> I, I want to hear it because I, 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 you gave me a little rundown because um, obviously you recorded it just just earlier today or yesterday or whatever. So, um, no, I, uh, I want to hear it. I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of the other segments. It's hard. I know you listen to the show over and over again so that you hear the sound, you make sure things are right, you do all that stuff. I have a hard time listening to us ramble on after we were already there. Unless somebody says that I said something that I'm pretty sure I didn't, then I go back through and make sure I know what I said. Yeah. Um, but other than that, but yeah, it's tuned in trying to hear uh, Ford and stuff because that's the thing. I mean, you you're, do a lot of these ones where you just talk to them on the phone, so we can't. Uh, you know, not there, privileged for that. So I don't want to be asking you the same shit that I could just listen to later and and and, and hear it. So, so, do you feel left out when I do these things? That's a question that I don't ever ask. Like I do. 10 minutes with the boogeyman i do on the road with the real deal uh, not really because you you know those two guys really well i mean i talk to them occasionally right messenger and whatever i still phone phone um adam sometimes and, and, and we talk but no i mean you're you're buddies with them so it's like i've listened it's just you two shooting the shit and talking so no i don't really feel left out i was excited to talk to to mel today but i get it i mean it is what it is but as it was man when you said that it was on the phone i was like i barely got home it was like might have been one when i walked in the shop like i would have been able to walk right upstairs and turn it on and been on time but it was like as soon as you said that i was like i just kind of slowed down we were hustling trying to get it done but then i didn't have to rush i was able to go pick up a check and do a few things so that ah, worked out okay today but no i uh it's no different i mean we all have i think now that like i've got that the, the setup too right i'll be able to do like we talked about for some guests that i'm interested in talking to and you're not you know thrilled about I'll, I'll record a few of those and you know import them over for you for tacking on to an episode here or there and yeah. and we'll see we'll see how good my individual interviewing skills are that, that's something i'm curious about uh I, I guess i could i don't really give a fuck it was just your birthday you're fucking 57 now so what are you um, talking about? I'll be interested to see how you what, can. What does me talking to somebody interviewing have to do with my birthday? Well, it wasn't going to be mean, but I, I, I don't actually give a fuck. You, 
You weren't going to be mean. What, what do you mean? Like, you give a shit. You sent me a I message know. this morning. Do you think that was nice? Was it? <laughs> I don't actually give a shit. I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Fucking asshole. No, no I, it'll be interesting to see how you carry a conversation with somebody when I'm not there. Yeah, because I because I have I need your help for everything. No, it, it's not that. It's just the, <laughs> it's the tempo of the flow of the conversation, right? Like, yeah. See, to be perfectly honest, I don't think I would do very good at having a a, a Skype interview with somebody. Um, individual me and you we gel back and forth we get it you know when we have a guest on it, it seems to run pretty good uh that would be that would be challenging for me if i can do like i plan on going to calgary setting it up and just just recording and talking i think that'll be fun because it'll just be us just shooting the shit i mean i talked to him for an hour uh on sunday already and i had a good conversation we talked about lots of cool stuff so um and there's a lot more to talk about and and I think when it's sent over to you, you'll be disappointed you didn't talk to him. <laughs> so. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Huh? Um, it's it's something. I'm sure the guys got some some cool stuff to talk about. It's just something I'm not interested in. To say. Oh, that. I know. That's what I'm saying. I I know. I know you think that, but I, I'm just gonna wait and see. I don't actually give a fuck. Like if I want to talk to him, I'll just call him on the phone. I, I don't give a shit. Um, I, I, I'm more interested to see how the conversation flows when you're on your own. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm interested in. Cause you bring, you bring more of a, a serious dynamic to the show where I, I'm a little nuts mm-hmm. and, and I'll just say shit, but I also do re- remove the word little though, <laughs> but you're not a little nuts. You're nuts. You're, you're ridiculous. I also do Thanks research the- though on on the guys that come on. Like I, I always I'll spend half an hour and I'll figure shit out or, or what I want to ask them. Where I feel like you're probably just gonna fly by the seat of your pants. You guys could start talking about double ended dildos or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> I got a fair amount of stuff to talk to this gentleman about. Um, and uh, speaking of speaking of nuts, thanks for the uh, thanks for the birthday uh, video, asshole. You enjoyed that, don't lie. I did. That's why I shared it. It was hilarious. <laughs> What'd you expect? I was gonna call you at six a.m. in the morning, like you called me, be all, "Oh, hey, Luke, it's your birthday. Happy birthday!" <laughs> Not happening. You, you. I didn't phone you at six. I waited until I think five to seven. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Oh, uh, I just wanted to be the first person's voice you heard in the morning on your birthday. <laughs> that was just to piss you off. Hashtag gay. Uh, I think you liked it. You were you were taken aback. You were like, ah, he cares about me. I almost didn't answer it. I wasn't gonna. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this guy calling me this early for? I thought I thought it was something important, but it just was you trying to fucking get on my dick. The only thing I'm disappointed in your wife is that she didn't tag me in a fart video. I thought she would have found like a happy birthday song sung with farts or something that she could have tagged me in, but she didn't do that. So uh, We're waiting for something good. Oh, like my birthday's already gone. Wow. Hey, an epic, par- an epic fart video that might come from my ass. Oh, yeah, there we go. We'll, I don't need to see that. Or we'll, hear send, that. we'll send you back in time to your birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. You're just still, still recording it. I see you've got a nice shirt on today, too. Boogeyman. 
There you go. UncleRon.com.ca. .ca. UncleRon.ca. Well, we'll also shout out the RealDealAthletics.ca. They got some nice shit over there, too. Mm-hmm. So the hats for Uncle Ron will be dropping, I believe, this week or this weekend. You guys will be able to get your Uncle Ron hats. I'd like to see about 50, 60, 70,000 of those sold. That'd be sweet. Hey. Yeah, we'll load up like a we'll load up a small town with Uncle Ron hats. The fuck out of here! Like, how is it the fucking minus five here today, and there's fucking flies in my room? Bullshit. Should clean that place up. Uh, they fucking come out of the woodwork, man. I hate like I hate those little black flies that fly around your house. They fucking drive me nuts. Yeah, I know. Amelia's been on a tear lately. She's liking bugs now, so she's been catching moths and stuff when they get into the house at night. Oh, like literally, like catching them in her hand, yeah. and then hey, and letting them go and stuff. They were at the gym with me yesterday for my birthday. The kids. Oh yeah. They came to the gym, and uh, well, I did my workout with that. They were doing pull-ups like the whole time. I think Amelia did 35 pull-ups in the hour. She just kept <laughs> walking over to the pull-up bar, getting on that thing, just doing a pull-up. Yeah. Do another one, and then she'd walk away. She kept yelling at Whitney, Whitney, I'm at 33. Whitney, I'm at 34. Because Whitney can't do one. <laughs> Jesus. Whitney's probably pissed. Yeah. She's like, Whitney, check this out. She comes over and she's like, choo, choo, choo. <laughs> pulling out these pull-ups. Wow. That's funny. My problem was like, we were over on the other side doing the workout. The kids kept stealing the box from me, making their floors lava obstacle course. They kept stealing my box from box jumps and Pat's like, guys, you gotta leave the box here. <laughs> Dad needs it. Benjamin's like, give him a lower one. He's having a hard time <laughs> with that big one. <laughs> what a dick, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He knows how to. He knows how to. He's he's been listening to you too much, I think. Was he listening to the Spice of Life podcast? Maybe, maybe. I'm happy though, man. For a little, for a little, um, little troublemaker, he got an award at school today for being a nice kid or something. Oh, so did like, this? Uh, did this? I'm like. Go ahead. Did this award, like, after you had this talk about you can't be a fucking vigilante at your school? Well, that's what I asked him. I was like, how are you getting an award for being a nice, caring student that looks out for people when all, every time I turn around, you're telling me you got in a fight at school and you beat somebody up? He's like, oh, that's at the program. That has nothing to do with school. I was like, oh, okay. There you go, then. Your, son's a, your son's a bully. No, he's not. Nope. I've talked to quite a few of the uh, chaperones at the place as well as uh, teachers, and no, far from it, actually. But he's, he understands now that he can't be uh, um, sticking up for everybody under the sun. Like, some of these kids need to kind of stick up for themselves, you know? And uh, if he continues to do it, then he will become a bully. So yes. He stopped, and he hasn't fought for a couple weeks now, so that's good. That's good. Well, need to get him into the gym again so that he can blow off some of that steam, I think. Well, that that's a good idea. Just he is, kids got to realize that uh, there's always somebody bigger and there's always somebody tougher. Yeah, oh, I, I talked to him about that too. So be very it's careful. Did you see that uh, Kevin Ross did name his book? It's called Walking with Sanchez. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw the title on on uh, on social media. I saw that he had made a little post there about his book again. So I that's can't, cool. I can't wait to get that book. Me too. It'll be an interesting read because it's just about his, his the lead up to the Sanchai fight and the chance and the Sanchai fight. So it it'll be cool if he could write a book on every like kind of cool fight that he's had. 
Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Well, we're going to get the fuck out of here, and uh, yeah. we're going to leave you guys with Burgers Drive Through. With uh, Enjoy. With Lino Santoro. So we'll catch you guys Thursday with maybe Steve Claggett. Should be Steve Claggett. All right, guys, Burgers Drive Through. Warning, the views and opinions expressed in the following segment are those of the participant and do not necessarily reflect those of the Spice of Life podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Big Mac Whopper. Big Mac, Big Mac. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Big Mac Whopper. Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. Hamburger cheeseburger, Big Mac Whopper. All right, ladies and gentlemen, burgers drive through. Burger. Amateur boxing. Amateur boxing is a fucking joke in Alberta. I feel so bad for all those kids that are competing for their coach's pride. Like, are you serious? Let's try and take a kid to the Olympics when Canada wasn't even in the Olympics since the 90s. That means there's a problem with the coaching, not with the athletes. Okay? Second of all, I'd like to say that these amateur boxers, their coaches need to go back to school and learn how to do footwork. Because even these coaches nowadays don't do footwork. No one does footwork. It's rock'em, sock'em, amateur boxing. That's what it's called. That's what we call it. Rocket, socket, amateur boxing. Oh, my God. I can't believe this shit. (laughs) Next. Give me more. Give me more, Tanner. Burger. Anthony Joshua. Oh, the biggest joke in heavyweight boxing. Oh, my God. That fight was stopped early. Maybe he has the same problem as Chris Andrews, padded gloves. I don't know what's going on with the world when you think you got padded gloves. But what a joke. That ref stopped that fight way too soon. And can we say horse meat? Can we say steroids? You can say whatever you want. Yeah, that motherfucker's on juice. He weighed 254 at the weigh-in and he was 290 at the fucking fight. 40 pounds? Are you fucking serious? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They they got a pretty good doctor over there in England. You're done on Anthony give Joshua. Give, give, give I'm more. done with that guy. That guy's just like, oh my god, his next fight's gonna be Tony Bello. You know what? I think Tony Bello would actually crush that guy. Yeah. Tony Bello is a warrior. That's true. Yep. All right, Burger Fitness Boxing. Holy shit! The worst thing that ever was invented, other than. Those stave foot, those pans, those frying pans that are non-stick. What were they called back in the eighties? T fell. Oh my, T fell. Holy man, it's T fell of the fucking year two thousand seventeen. Everybody that's a fitness boxer is now a boxer. Holy crap! Do you believe that? Everybody. We had guys come to the gym and say, "Oh, I'm a boxer." No, you're not a boxer. You do fucking nine rounds, motherfucker. That's what you do. Oh, I want to train to be a boxer. You can't even cut the mustard. My guys do 500 crunches a night. What the fuck do you do? Nine rounds of punching a bag? Some an inexperienced coach that has never fought. Keyword coaching. You guys all look at your coaches and ask your coaches how many fucking true fights or fights they've been in before they coach you. If you don't know your coach has never been in a pro fight or an amateur fight, always stood outside the ropes, the motherfucker never was in there. That guy's just a normal Joe Blow that can read fights. That's all he is. 
That's all I got to say on that matter. I'm very disgusted with fitness boxing. It makes you want to puke in my mouth. You guys want to actually come and train to be a boxer? Go find a boxing gym. But guess what? We're running out of real boxing gyms. All that's left are amateur non-profit boxing gyms. Go register there. Sign up. Go win a trophy for getting beat up. That's what we need to do. All those fitness boxers need to leave nine round. Go sign up with Alberta Boxing. Go win trophies and tell, you know, you have your coaches tell you you're going to go to the Olympics. You know, that's what it's coming down to. All right, Burger, Ryan Ford, which I got to get on, on the road with the real deal here in two minutes. So hurry up. Bro, that motherfucker, I'll tell you right now, that motherfucker is the toughest motherfucker in Canada. I don't give a shit. Who is that fucking guy arguing with him on the internet? Princey, Prancy, Fancy, Dancy? Who the fuck is that guy? That guy's the biggest joke. Ryan Ford will crush you. That guy fucking will fight anywhere, anytime, any place. And I'm not just saying that because he's my buddy. Ryan Ford is fucking tough. He is the real fucking deal. Okay? Straight up. Animal. Animal. He fights in his sleep, I heard. He beats up his shadows. He fucking fights his dreams. What kind of guy is that? He's a bread killer. A bread killer. Next thing true. i got to say, just a quick shout-out to Mel Labuvik. Happy birthday. And Anthony Joshua. Oh, going back, we just got to say this. Adam Braidwood, where the fuck are you? Call that fucking black guy out from fucking the UK. Punch that fucker out. Adam Braidwood, Canada needs you. Canada needs you to knock that guy out. But he's too scared to travel across the pond and fight one of our boogeymen. Our boogeyman will scare that guy. He will have dreams about that guy. Oh, my. And that's Burger's drive through.